Welcome aboard, everyone. Another awesome episode of the Sing Second Sports Podcast. I am John Schofield. Joining me as always, Chris Cervello, our producer and our special guest from the Capitol Gazette newspaper, Bill Wagner. Um, if you smell that salt in the air, Bill Wagner has just been covering, you know, the, the very difficult conditions of sailing out there. If you didn't check out his article in this Monday morning's Capitol Gazette, please do. Um, not only lacrosse, um, not only Naval Academy sports, but awesome coverage of sailing as always. I'll let Bill talk about that here in a second. Uh, but without any further ado, let me break down uh, the weekend that was. Um, Navy baseball um, lost the uh, lost the opener to Lehigh 10-5 on Saturday. Now backs against the wall, needed to win two straight in order to advance to the Patriot League finals. Uh, they defeated Lehigh in dramatic fashion in the uh, in the nightcap, as it were, of the doubleheader on Saturday, three-one. But then, really, could not get past um, a very tough Lehigh team uh, on Sunday. Lehigh holding Navy to five hits. Uh, Luke Reddig just just basically mowing them down. Uh, pitched very very well for them. Seven. Uh, seven innings, eight Ks, um, you know, the, the bats just couldn't get going. And thus maybe baseball's season uh, ends. Uh, not so bad of a result for men's and women's track and field at the ECAC IC4A outdoor championships. Uh, great results there, um, as well as the rowers as well. So as we look forward, you know, really all that's left is rowing in the IRA national championships and men's and women's track and field in addition to our sailors as well. Um, but Wags, let me kick it over to you really quick for your breakdown and your evaluation, not only of baseball, but you know, the weekend that was a gorgeous weekend that was, albeit a little rough yesterday on the water and sailing. Well, yeah, John, I think for baseball, the story was the month layoff. I think we found that that was one sport where just, taking a month off really throws you it's such a routine sport and uh it it affected the pitching staff the most and you know charlie Connolly just wasn't right and that's you know he went out there and had to face mason black in that opener and you know i think navy really wanted to to win that opener and send a strong message and it didn't get done now logan keller hits the homer uh, late to lead Navy to victory and keep them alive. But like you said yesterday, they just, the bats never got going. So it, this was not a typical season for Navy baseball. I mean, I've, we're accustomed to Navy winning Patriot League regular season championships and then at very least making the Patriot League tournament final, and it didn't happen this year. So that was a little bit disappointing. Track and field, a uh, great result. Uh, one of the uh, athletes I'm really looking forward to doing a feature on either this week or next prior to when Navy goes to the uh, nationals. It's actually the NCAA regional first. You got to qualify for the overall nationals. Um, but Clayton Thompson, um, I think the, this guy's looking like a uh, sword winner. Uh, this, this guy's going to get a lot of honors at the end of uh, his career because he's an incredible athlete, a multi-event guy. He's always winning two of three events at these meets. Um, 
And then the big story is what is happening with women's track and field. Uh, Jamie Cook's raised the bar. Women's track and field was not winning Patriot League championships on a regular basis. And, you know, this is the first time Navy swept the IC4A in a long time. The men have won seven in a row, but the women had not won in quite some time. So that's probably the big story on the track and field side is the the ele uh, elevation of the women's program is now starting to meet the standard the men have been setting for years, and that's uh, significant. That's uh, kind of what Chuck Gladchuck envisioned when he decided to have a combined staff and basically say, let's put all of our best resources behind both programs instead of having separate uh, programs. So that's uh, another great move by Chet with what he's done with Jamie Cook, his director of track and field at the Naval Academy, because he's doing a fantastic job. And then uh, sailing, we'll move on to the Nationals. As you mentioned, uh, we really don't talk too much about sailing, but intercollegiate sailing, Ian Berman is a outstanding coach. Uh, John Jahansky is the offshore coach, but right now we're in the intercollegiate season and co-ed dinghy and women's team both advancing to the Nationals. And, you know, Ian Berman has a, got a consistent, solid program. We probably don't talk about the sailing program as much as we should, but they do a fantastic job. But, yeah, we really are in the home stretch, John. Uh, it's kind of deflating. Uh, you know, it's a long season covering Navy athletics, and we're now in the – like you mentioned, down to pretty much three sports, track and field, rowing and sailing is uh, that's it. Everyone else is done and uh, we're getting ready for commissioning week and we got a lot planned. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit uh, between you and Chris as to what's going on for commissioning week for Sing Second Sports? Yeah, so here we are. We're winding down the, the season. You know, again, not that anyone wants to hear the etymology of this, but allow me to tell you. Um, so, you know, we, we originally started this before COVID was a thing. The idea was hatched there in the very beginning stages of 2020 before we even knew what COVID was, before we knew the feeling of um, a gigantic Q-tip being swirled around your nostril for what felt like five minutes. Um, and, and then COVID sort of turned it all on its ear. Um, and we, we persisted, we, you know, stayed the course and we really found that beyond the box scores, beyond the results, it was hearing from everybody that really gave us, you know, that feeling of love for the Naval Academy. And, and when we get into our interview with Chuck Gladchuck in this episode, um, you know, you, you'll hear Chris talking to him about that pride that, that the athletics mission, the, the physical mission has has delivered not only to him as a graduate, but, you know, to us as fans. Um, so, you know, here we are, the season is drawing to a close. We will put the pod on a summer hiatus so that, um, you know, we can concentrate on our summer seasons of, you know, making our, our bodies hardened and our minds less so, um, you know, for the beach, you know, it's, it's all about guns out while the sun's out for, for us at Sing Second Sports. Uh, but as we get into commissioning week, we have a great interview at the beginning of commissioning week on Monday with head coach of the football team, Ken Niamatololo. He can tell us a little bit about how the spring went, what the quarterback situation looks like, and how recruiting is going so far. Um, and then as we get into Wednesday of commissioning week, we're, we're hopeful of bringing you an interview with uh, Blue Angel and Navy football alum, Julius Bratton as well as an interview with Bill Gibbons. And if you are a parent coming up and, and taking part in commissioning week festivities, but 
More importantly, coming to commissioning on Friday of next week, uh, Bill Givens from Navy Athletics will be able to tell you exactly what the policies will be, what you can and can't do, because, hey, lo and behold, no masks. So, um, you know, the CDC guidance has certainly changed a bunch of what we're seeing around Annapolis, a bunch of what the Brigade of Midshipmen is allowed to do now. So pretty exciting times. We'll break into that a bunch more in the ending. But for now, we're going to go to break because we really want you to hear from Chet Gladchuk. So stick with us. We'll be right back with that interview. You're listening to Sing Second Sports with John Schofield, Ward Carroll, and special guest Bill Wagner of the Annapolis Capitol. If you like what you hear, hit like below and share with your classmates and friends. Let us know how we're doing. Hit us up on Twitter at WeSingSecond. That's at we sing second. Now back to the pod. Hey, hey, we are back. Um, awesome segment on tap right now. We are very excited to be joined once again by Naval Academy Athletic Director Chuck Gladchuk. Uh, coming off of an extremely uh, interesting year, um, a sports year that we're going to recap here in the in the coming uh, episodes. You know, where this weekend was kind of a mixed bag. Baseball, unfortunately, uh, lost to Lehigh in the semifinals of the uh, baseball tournament, but really good results for, uh, you know, for track and field, both men's and women's, and also for our rowers. Um, But, you know, first of all, number one, Chet, thank you so much for for coming back on the pod. And, And what can you tell us, you know, just in terms of an update, how things, how you are sitting back, and as we are a week away from commissioning, how do you evaluate, you know, how this whole year has gone from your perspective? Well, John, it's great to be with you and Chris and Wags. It really is. Thanks for inviting me back. I really appreciate it. Um, let me just try not to be too lengthy here, but, you know, the uncertainty early in the year just put everyone in a um, tremendous disadvantage. And it wasn't as though that we don't plan for a living because that's what we do. Um, we anticipate you know, we, we get into detail. Uh, we're, we're very exacting in the way we execute our business. You know, it's our game plan. You know, we prepare for um, for the showdown on the weekends. Now, this year with the COVID, it was just completely uncertain. No one knew. Conferences didn't know. NCAA didn't know. CDC didn't know. The DOD didn't know. The Academy didn't know. You know, and what we were doing is dealing with a moving target. So to try to manage it, you know, was one that... Um, you know, left us all kind of fast on our feet and reacting on a day-by-day basis. You know, summarizing the um, the pressure that it put on us, you know, there were a number of contests, as you know, that were canceled through the course of the year of, of a normal 550 contest year. We had about 275 that we ended up with. So, you know, ballpark, half of the contests that we normally conduct uh, at the academy. But uh, the other statistic that I think is telltale is the number of tests that we performed. We performed almost 24,000 COVID tests on the athletes through the course of this past um, uh, year. And most of those tests, about 9,000 of them came uh, in the spring here in the last three months. So still, you know, trying to juggle and, and, and not knowing, you know, has been difficult. But, you know, we've got professional people, uh, really good coaches that we've worked hard to attract to the academy and retain. 
And by keeping them all together, uh, we didn't lay anyone off. And we didn't re- let anyone go. We anticipated that eventually we turn the corner. And even though, again, we faced all of these crazy gyrations, you know, good people surfaced. And in the end, I think that the spring, you know, turned out to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good session for us. You know, if you go down the line, you know, baseball started out really well. I didn't end as well as we'd liked. But, um, you know, the track team won the IC4As again. You know, we won the N-Star uh, gymnastics, had a great year. Uh, wrestling came back and did a magnificent year under Kerry Collette. Men's tennis, undefeated all the way to the NCAAs. Men's soccer team did a great job. I mean, everyone surfaced in a way that um, they prepared for the inevitable, which was turning the corner at some point. And I thought they stepped up. If I look back, John, real quickly, my only disappointment mm-hmm. is that we're not better uh, in the off in the postseason. You know, I, I, and I even call Army Navy football the postseason. You know, because that, that's biggest game of the year for us. Then you look at the basketball situation, first round. Um, disappointed in the um, baseball yesterday, and um, you know the, the lacrosse too. I thought lacrosse we could have done a little bit better. So, I mean, it's not being critical. Heck, I'm the AD. I'm supposed to analyze these things. And uh, regular season, you know, the adrenaline was flowing. Uh, postseason, we kind of just uh, slipped a bit. But it doesn't mean that we haven't had a good year. Good teams, good coaches. Great appreciation for the athletes that um, hung in there. Morale was good. And um, it's, it's essentially behind us now. Well, I'll tell you, and last question for me before I kick it to, to Wags and Chris, it, it, you mentioned it in short, but you looked around, particularly, you know, in the thick of, of 2020 and as we got into 2021 and, and the, the main theme, whether it was Stanford or Ohio State or even up at Army West Point, was, was cutting sports, cutting staff, whether it was sports information or administrative you know, and, and to a man, everyone who came out onto the podcast, including uh, Kip Simons at gymnastics, talking to Karen Gabera, talking to all of these coaches, you know, the, the, the fact that you were able to maintain the program and not cut staff and not cut sports. You know, I remember Slapshot Carter and I, it was, it was one of our, our greatest talking points, you know, that, that we were number three in the nation in the number of division one, a sports. And, mm-hmm. and that is what the value of the physical mission was, you know, does it give you a particular sense of, of accomplishment uh, and, and loyalty? The fact that you were able to maintain this, you were able to keep people in jobs during such an uncertain year. Well, thanks for that question, John. I appreciate it because the answer is, is yes. Uh, when I go back and I take a look at the uncertainty that we were facing in the early going, I had to prioritize, you know, what was most important, I thought, to the academy and the NAAA. And, you know, we've, we've worked hard over the years to, to broad, broaden the program. You know, we've added a number of sports, you know, going back a few years, uh, you know, the, the, the golf, the tennis, the women's lacrosse. Um, you know, we, we not only do we sustain the 33 sports, but we're focused on the 16 club sports as well, which is part of the mission. So in prioritizing what was really the focal point for the AD, it was, we don't want to lose, you know, what we've constructed, what we've built. Um, that's priority number number one. 
Number two, when you take a look at it, um, again, worked very diligently to put together what I consider to be a championship caliber staff. Um, the proof is in the bottom line. You know, we won the NSTAR series again this year. Uh, we dominated Army in the overall series again this year. Um, and we won the most number of Patriot League championships again this year. Uh, that's a chemistry, that's a, 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 a systematic approach with good people to sustain championship status. And I didn't want to lose that either. So as we looked at the resources that we had available, which were minimal in comparison to what we normally deal with, I was able to minimize expenses in areas that were variables. And I was able to accentuate the fact that we did not want to lose those two areas, fall back being staffing and sports. You know, that in the fact that we've, you know, we planned over the last two decades for a crisis situation with regard to resources. And we've had reserves in place. We've got wonderful relationships with lending agencies. We're able to borrow money and find a way to make it work. So felt pretty good about um, the game plan. Again, wasn't sure at the time, but uh, there were a lot of resources that came together, a lot of variable expenses that were moved to the side, and a lot of good people that were retained because that was the objective. Hey, Chad, I'll jump in while you got our series, and that is significant, and USAA sponsors that, and uh, I believe the final tally was Navy 11, Army 6 in the Star Series. Um, can you talk about that? I think during your tenure here at the Naval Academy, you have made that a priority. You've put a mandate to your coaches. We'd be beat Army. That's, uh, you know, in addition to winning conference championships, advancing the NCAA tournament, but it all starts with beat Army. Uh, can you kind of talk about that? And I, I messaged Scott Strasbar, and I'm waiting for a reply email about how many years in a row Navy's won the Star Series, but I feel confident it's been uh, we're on a bit of a, a streak here, are we not? Yeah, we are, Bill. I, I, I don't remember when we lost. I think we lost it one time. Uh, I forgot when that was. It was a while ago. But, uh, you know, it's the most cherished rivalry in all of college athletics. You know, the focal points, the Army game for sure. But, Bill, no one's attended more star contests than you. And, you know, the energy, the enthusiasm, the importance to our alumni. Um, that, uh, you know, that, that series continue. And then, of course, number two, the fact that, um, you know, we've taken great pride in, in two of our major goals as an athletic program. Uh, one has been the star, you know, to win that series every year, win the overall every year. Uh, but number two is to be the Patriot League uh, champion, Patriot, uh, President's Cup every year. And what that does is that elevates the program to a point that um, you know, we aspire to play at a higher level in those contests, Patriot League and, and against Army. And it just, you know, water just rises, you know, and that's exactly what it does, you know, across the board. Um, our coaches take it seriously. Uh, again, we take great pride in it. Uh, it's incredibly disappointing when we drop one. We understand it's going to happen on occasion, but uh, the key there is to bounce back. So, um, it, it's another one of the priorities. And again, even in the face, of the face of what Bill mentioned a moment ago, we were able to sustain their focus on that uh, priority and um, mission accomplished again. One, I also, I think it could have been uh, 
more decisive than it was. I, there were several sports that did not get the star game in. Is that correct? If I'm remembering correctly, women's basketball did not play the star game against Army because that was due to be here in Annapolis, and that game was never played. And I'm pretty sure women's soccer never played its star game. Do you, do yeah. you know uh, what? And what, gymnastics. Yeah, gymnastics. Never had a star meet? I was going to say yeah. those those three in particular, I mean, it sounds like an AD at Navy, right, when I say we would have won. But uh, I, yeah. you know, I think <laughs> gymnastics had their number. You know, Karen goes to the NCAAs. So, you know, she was in pretty good position with the women's soccer. And then, of course, um, women's basketball, we had beaten them already. So, um, you know, say la vie, we, you know, we had an agreement this year that we do everything we could with Army to play them. But with the COVID situation and cancellations and rescheduling, um, even though it was a priority, if we couldn't, you know, we'd just move on. And we did. Before I kick it over to Chris for some questions, um, here's something I hadn't asked in a while. Um, capital improvements. Uh, you've done so much during your time here. And, you know, we talked about Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium doesn't even resemble what was there when you arrived. It's what's it's been transformed into is amazing. And there's been a lot of other things. Uh, Halsey Fieldhouse renovation. Um, we could go on and on. But uh, what anything still on the horizon? I don't know that you and I have talked about this. Obviously, the physical mission center was the most recent addition. And that is absolutely beautiful. And Boy, I can't wait until we can open that really truly to the public because to date, not many people have been in there like I have and seen what an amazing facility that is. But uh, what, what's on the horizon? Is there anything still needs to be done around the Naval Academy? Yeah. As far as Check. Can you talk about the what's going on at the Class of 53 Pavilion at the football stadium? Yeah, a couple of things. Real, real, to, to answer Bill's question, you know, run into yours, John. Um, you know, Bill, it's a never-ending, you know, pursuit of uh, – completion and renovation and all of the above. You know, we've, I've been very fortunate in the years that I've been at Navy, you know, we've been engaged in a capital campaign uh, first eight years or so, and then the last eight years or so. And, you know, in the high gear of raising money, and one of our priorities has always been capital. So I, I'm proud to say that we've been able to supplement government efforts to a very significant degree and renovate virtually everything. I mean, if you throw a facility at me, uh, you know, we've, we've fixed it. You know, we either renovated it or we've addressed it somehow uh, in, in an improvement. And we're pretty close, to be honest with you, right now with um, you know, being about as good as it can be. We've got, we've got a couple of things that we're finishing up. Uh, the squash courts that we just finished are drop-dead gorgeous, uh, just finished that project and um, as good as there is in the country. Uh, Halsey Fieldhouse, she mentions being renovated. That's actually the Fieldhouse itself. We're finishing, you're gonna start here and going to finish shortly the uh, the new the tennis center. Uh, Terwilliger is done, as you mentioned a moment ago. Water polo is being addressed. Uh, Lejeune is being addressed. I mean, it just never ends in terms of facilities. But what, I, what we take most satisfaction in that we know that the government uh, has to prioritize where to put its resources. So we've taken it on as a NAAA to raise the money that's necessary to renovate physical mission facilities on and off the yard. And over the last probably 15 years, 
16 years, we've raised almost $200 million in outside funding to uh, renovate all the facilities uh, across uh, the, the yard and, and of course the stadium. So it's a, you know, it's a story that really isn't told, but it's okay because in the final analysis, it's just about providing the midshipmen with what they need to be successful and inspiring them to um, achieve their goals. You know, John mentioned a moment ago, the 53 pavilion, you know, we're looking at a magnificent new uh, setting around the 53 pavilion called the gardens, you know, which will be an area that will host uh, alumni. It will host those that attend the game. We're gonna expand that into the parking area uh, and add about, um, could be up to 50,000 square feet of outdoor space, beautifully decorated, beautifully landscaped uh, with concession stands out there, et cetera. So at halftime, our people can uh, gravitate to that area and really enjoy the, um, oops, sorry team, should have told my guys not to call me, um, gravitate to that area, which will be a, a gathering point, you know, for uh, people during the game and halftime and even post game. So it's, um, we had a lot of activity going on and, and again, it never ends in the business of facility construction. It's always been one of our priorities uh, to move in that direction. Seth, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll finish up. I, I know your time is, uh, is short. I, I want to make just a, a brief comment and then let you, um, let you reply. Um, you know, I, I have talked to people, I've done it on the pod and, and in my private life, I talk about an evolution of a Naval Academy graduate. Uh, when you immediately leave the Naval Academy, you, just, you can't wait to be out of there. It's four long years. I'm out. Uh, there's people that even go as far as say, IHTFP, I'm, I'm out of here. And then as you put some time in and you're away from Annapolis, you get to this, it's a good place to be from. And then you get to the, hey, I can't wait to get back for a football game or whatever. And then at some point you reach that like, man, I'm really proud of my school. Uh, take my money, take my time. And I really feel like, Chet, as a graduate, um, the work that you and your team did uh, over the last year it exponentially shortened that evolution and, and got more people to that. I'm really proud to be from the Naval Academy. Um, we talk about admirals and generals and people that fight on behalf of the country um, and, and I don't mean to be dramatic, but I think the work that you and your team did this year is right up there with the leaders that um, buildings are named after and we learn about in the different classes. Uh, I could not be more proud uh, to say that I'm from the Naval Academy, not only for the warfighting side, but for what you guys did th this year. And so I wanted to say thank you and kind of wanted to wrap up our conversation on that. I mean, like any good leader, you're out there giving kudos to your team. Um, but I love the fact that not only were you happy to get through the year, but damn it, you want to win more. Uh, I, I love that that's your message. So thank you very much, sir, uh, for everything you've done for us. But more importantly, thank you for what you've done for the larger Naval Academy community. Uh, Chris, I, I, really, I really appreciate that very much. Um, you know, we had so many MVPs this year you know, they worked so hard to keep it glued together. And I think of Jim Barry, our trainer, who, as I mentioned earlier, 23,000 tests for COVID to try to keep people in safe harbor. All the coaches that worked so diligently in terms of maintaining morale, you know, when we were shut down, you know, the brigade was really uh, struggling 
there was the fact that um, there was no liberty. There's no way to get off the yard. They were locked up in Bancroft Hall and yet our coaches just stayed focused on the teams and the athletes, even when they couldn't work out in a manner that helped them psychologically and emotionally to stay glued together. You know, it's just, it's, it's such a privilege to be a part of such a great group. Um, and I'll tell you, Chris, to be honest with you, what drives me at Navy is the um, appreciation I have for the alumni. You know, I love the values of what this school stands for. I believe in them. You know, the staff subscribes to them. You know, the values of integrity and leadership and, and honor and commitment. And um, it's a wonderful place to be. You know, we came years ago and Kathy and I looked at each other and we weren't sure what we were getting into, but you know, we said, hey, let's just stay for a little bit and, and then we'll move on and get back into the civilian sector. But as it turns, on, be, turns out being a part of an institution that's so special with people that generally all have so much in common. You know, they've all come from the same, cut from the same mold of honesty and, um, and just loyalty to their alma mater. It's just a great place to be. I appreciate it. It motivates me every day. And the last thing I would say is that you mentioned a moment ago that you know, graduates graduate, they graduate from the academy. They go out in the real world. Um, they say, you know, take my money, send me a few of those people, would you, that are in that mindset? We could use a few more dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, that we, we will certainly help do that. <laughs> All right, partner. Thanks, buddy. <clears throat> Thanks, team. Chuck, thank you so much for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Chuck Gladchuck, the athletic director at the Naval Academy. As Chris said, someone who's just done so much uh, to push this uh, program forward and keep it at the top. And as you heard, a, a lot of good things coming, not only with facilities, but with sports when things return to normal. So, Chet, thank you so much for your time, and we can't wait to see you during commissioning week. All right, John. Always a pleasure to be with the three of you. Keep up the great job. What you do is so important to all of us. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks, sir. Pat. We are, we are going to go to break. When we return, we will bring this baby out. Stick with us. This is Sing Second Sports. You're listening to Sing Second Sports with John Schofield, Ward Carroll, and special guest Bill Wagner of the Annapolis Capitol. If you like what you hear, hit like below and share with your classmates and friends. Let us know how we're doing. Hit us up on Twitter at WeSingSecond. That's at WeSingSecond. Now back to the pod. Hey, we're back. Um, uh, what can I say? Chet is just phenomenal. Um, you know, Chris and I had the occasion to see him uh, over the weekend, um, you know, having lunch and could not have been more gracious in greeting us, could not have been more gracious today in giving us some of his time as he is obviously a very busy guy. Um, super happy to have him on and can't wait to have him on to talk about, you know, the continued evolution, the continued growth of the Naval Academy going forward. Certainly, Tune in, watch, uh, or rather read um, Bill Wagner's coverage of the improvements out at the 53 Pavilion. The idea of the gardens out there sounds utterly phenomenal. And, you know, we're looking forward to, to Navy Marine Corps Stadium continuing to be an awesome destination experience. Chris, I'll kick it to you as we go out and then I'll give Wags the last word. 
having just been up here back to your alma mater, we, you know, we mid-stored it. We played at the Naval Academy golf course. We were out and about in downtown Annapolis, you know, just observing the quote unquote return to normalcy. What, what were the takeaways for you? One, I mean, I think as you can tell from my uh, gushing there at the end, um, a lot of emotion, I, I think, you know, certainly for me, but for for the broader Naval Academy community as the beginning of the end, maybe of this COVID disaster is in sight and uh, all the hard work that the athletic department, that the, the military folks on the yard, that um, just everybody associated with the Academy and, and you know, not least that the athletes um, put in to making 2020 and 2021 a, a success. And I would say a success from the fact that they were able to compete. As I mentioned on that segment, I, I love the fact that Ched is happy that we competed, but that he wished that we had done better. I mean, that that right there tells you what kind of athletic director we have. So just broadly from a, a very quick trip to Annapolis, one thing is you drive around the yard and you just see the work that Chet and you guys talked about. I mean, the Wesley Brown building, the soccer stadium, the you go out to Navy Marine Corps, you see the baseball stadium. I mean, you just see all of this stuff that took what was a very quaint um, athletic environment 20 plus years ago and is now, I think, you know, rivals any major program uh, in, in the country. Um, that's number one. Number two, sitting out on Main Street on Saturday, having uh, brunch with you and, you know, kind of uh, just watching the world go by uh, and seeing the mids out, seeing Annapolis come back to life. I mean, juxtapose that to a year ago when we were sitting in the same spot and we didn't know if our favorite restaurants were even going to make it through this, you know, going down to mills and talking to Jerry um, and, you know, hearing that they're getting ready for um, commissioning week and all the things that they have done and the stores full. And it's just, it, it, it's heartening. Uh, it, it, it really is. Um, and so, you know, we kind of joked and dubbed it VC day, VC week, but I mean, it is that victory over COVID that you're starting to feel. Um, and whether it's like you're in your personal life or in your alumni life or in your, your city life in Annapolis, I mean, you, everybody has been part of that victory. Uh, and it was obvious um, as you walk around Nap Annapolis, that, that there's an excitement there. And then, you know, as you said, we got to play golf uh, on, on Thursday and Saturday over at the, uh, at the golf course and seeing Coach Owens. I mean, just that's always such a great time. And then a quick trip up to Baltimore to see the Orioles. So um, I came back to Florida energized, uh, you know, and, and excited about what the post-COVID world is going to be like for the Naval Academy. Here, here to that. Um, well, just on a very base level, it was very awesome seeing you up here and um, can't wait to, to press a rewind and do it all again. Wags, from your perspective, and, and you have been a busy little bee, um, you know, with all the stories and all the coverage, particularly of sailing um, outside of Naval Academy sailing, just, you know, local sailing, you know, what, what, what is your feeling of, of the evolution of all of this? Because let's not forget, and, and I'll use this as my pulpit for, advocating for the importance of local journalism for the millionth time. You know, let's not forget, you don't even have a newsroom still. Um, you're doing what you're doing on shoestring budgets while Alden Capital is debating, you know, the, the, the very existence of this uh, organization that brings so much goodness 
um, not only to the people of Annapolis, but Naval Academy fans across the country. Yeah, how are, how are you evaluating this, this evolution or this growth period toward BC? Well, there's a lot there, John. And uh, I mean, just for the listeners, I'll tell you the things are not looking good with the uh, Tribune company. Uh, Alden Global Capital is in position to seize complete control, and that will be a bad thing, I assure you, with absolute no hesitation. It is a bad thing. Alden Global Capital does not care about journalism, does not care about the communities it serves, does not care about the journalists it employs. It's a hedge fund. We know what hedge funds are. They're about making money. Um, you know, and uh, you know, God love it. It's capitalism. But uh, just the the newspaper industry is already hurting, and it, the last thing it needs is a hedge fund trying to squeeze more dimes out of it. So uh, there was hope that Stuart Bainham and a nonprofit uh, would buy the Baltimore Sun Media Group away from Tribune Company and out of the clutches of Alden Global Capital. And it's not looking very promising right now. And I I've, have great fear for what the result will be if and when Alden Global Capital gets full control of the Tribune Company. I could be out of a job. I'm a 32-year employee, and I'm exactly the type of people, person, journalist that the Alden Global Capital wants to push out. Um, and they don't care who I am and what I do. They really don't care. They don't want to know. It doesn't. I'm just a statistic at a bottom line of a ledger sheet. So um, I hope to still cover the Naval Academy moving forward, but who knows how long it will be, at least in uh, for the newspaper that uh, is not uh, facing, facing very tough prospects. Um, now, on the bright side, uh, while I am still employed by the Tribune Company and the Capital Newspaper. I do want to do a little quick self-promotion. I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live session next Monday morning at 11 o'clock. I'm going to have Chuck Gladchuck on. I'm going to have Joe Amplo on. I need to get John Schofield and Chris Cervello to help me out because they're my you know, supporting cast, and I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never done a Facebook Live session. I have no idea what it's all about. I mean, Guys, jump in, Chris. Is, are they are fans going to be able to get on this and interact with me? What's going to go on here? I don't know. Sure. I mean, I think it's a great opportunity as you uh, as you sit down and talk to them as only you can. It'll be great for them to provide comments and ask questions of you and of them. And so I, I expect it'll be a pretty robust uh, co- conversation. We'll we'll help you publicize it throughout the week for sure. Great. I, you know, the, the key is, you know, that Facebook live, um, you know, I, I haven't been on Facebook in years, which is, uh, you know, probably not good being that I'm in the PR industry, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, these, these are the things, you know, this is where the industry is going. Right. And, and not to, not to make it, you know, existential again, but yeah, this is how you engage fans. This is how they want their content. They want to see videos. They want to see interviews. They want to see content in those ways. Now there are still dinosaurs out there like myself who love picking up the capital as I did this morning and reading about, you know, local lacrosse uh, with, you know, the really good journalism that you deliver. So yeah, yeah. I can't wait, can't wait to see it. And then, you know, we'll, we'll bring Nehemiah onto the, uh, onto the pod at 2 PM uh, that day to, to ask him all the tough questions that, uh, that might've been, that might've been left out. So yeah, we're really excited. 
Hey, so one thing I'll just put in a couple of plugs, as uh, as Chet said, you know, now's a great time to think about uh, the 2021-2022 seasons. If you don't have your football tickets, get some football tickets. If you don't live in the area, you know, go to the mid-store online or go to the Navy Athletics online and buy a hat, buy a shirt, do something to uh, to give a little bit back to an organization that has done so much for us and for the athletes over the last uh the last year or so, and we'll continue uh, to give back uh, into the future. Uh, I do want to thank Jerry uh, and Jen of Mills Fine Wine and Spirits for everything that they've done for us this year. Um, they're in their busy season. So if you're in town for uh, commissioning week, get down there and, uh, and, and, and buy a bottle of something. If you don't uh, partake, buy a bottle of something for John or I and send it to us. Uh, and I want to thank Nate Connor of Academy Consulting uh, for the support that he provided us over the last season. Uh, without the support of our listeners, without the support of our sponsors, uh, we, we wouldn't be here. Gentlemen, I consider it an absolute pleasure um, for Ward Carroll, who is currently golfing it up with Billy Hurley uh, at TPC Potomac. And for Bill Wagner, please, please, please support local journalism. There is no fake news. It is local news. It is important. And what the Annapolis Capitol has provided this, um, this local area and for Naval Academy grads across the country, it is utterly important that you support your local journalism uh, sources and, and, and please don't let uh, organizations like the Capitol Gazette die because of you know, the pursuit of the all almighty buck. Um, Chris Wags, I really appreciate what you do. I've appreciated this pod. I am almost heartbroken that we're coming to the end of the season, but you know, it's September, September beckons and we'll bring it back. So uh, stick with us through commissioning week and have a great week. I used to say wear a mask. Now you don't have to. So I'm just going to say be good to each other. Uh, get your vaccination if you can. And, uh, and you know, we'll see you next week. This is Sing Second Sports. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this pod are our own and don't represent the views of the Naval Academy Athletic Association, the United States Naval Academy, or any organization for that matter. Play-by-play calls from the Navy Radio Network are used in the opening of the show and from time to time will be part of podcast segments. 